This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. It's a big week here on Ben and Woods, all culminating with Friday's final show, our Christmas and holiday extravaganza. And uh, uh, we did this last year, and we're excited to bring it back and to be giving away $500 gift cards on Friday during the show to help families in need buy gifts for the holidays. It's all courtesy of Bird Rock Coffee Roaster, Seven Mile Casino, and NRG, Nancaro Realty Group. Thank you, Hannah. Visit 973thefansd.com slash holiday. Tell us why you or someone you know deserves a $500 gift card. It's that simple. Then don't forget to listen to the Ben and Woods Holiday Extravaganza this Friday as we uh, congratulate each of our winners on the air, uh, hopefully on Friday, and uh, make someone's December a little brighter and cheerier this month. No question about it. help, especially this year, everything that's gone on in the world. Last few years, of course, have been tough for many, many people, and uh, Hopefully we can just do a little part. Yeah, just, uh, just as much as we can do uh, right now. We are, are definitely a, a DIY show, man. Do it yourself. That's how we've always been. Um, would love to be able to do more. Uh, and, and that's kind of the goal is to just keep working towards more, 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 bigger, 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 better. But uh, for now, if you do know a family, please go submit it at 973thefansd.com slash holiday. You know, we've been talking about the Padres, and uh, we heard some of the sound from Xander Bogarts. Uh, obviously, they still need a fifth starter. Um, you know, maybe, you know, Julio Tehran, ha- you know, gets it back this year, but there's another potential reclamation project out there. Uh, Woodsy, the news that, uh, San Diego Rancher Bernardo's own Cole Hamels is looking to make a comeback. Didn't he say he'd never pitch here? Well, I mean, there was a point where he certainly didn't want to. This is a whole different ball game though. Now this, I also said I would never be back in this building and yet here I sit. <laughs> I think I said like hell would freeze over before I would work. It's one thing not wanting <laughs> to play for the uh, $30 million payroll Padres. True. Another thing saying that about the Peter Seidler Padres True. with a cavalcade of superstars. Uh, I don't know that Cole Hamels has anything left in the tank or not. No, I mean, the Dodgers brought him, they gave him a million bucks last year or the year before 
to come back and do you know try to try to get back and it, he got hurt again. So I, yeah, I mean you take you take a look, you go to a showcase, I think, and watch him throw. But I I, I don't you know hopefully he it, it, it it's back and he's ready to go. But it would be a tough way for him to end his career not being able to get back on the mound at some point. Yeah, made, made the point looking for a fifth starter. I think we need to kind of drive it home. They're looking for a fifth, sixth, seventh, and maybe even an eighth starter. Correct. Too because yeah, I mean, are you comfortable if they just go out and get a fifth starter, no. and then you have Snell, Musgrove, Darvish, Martinez, and John Doe as right? The fifth? Like, dude, no, 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 no. We've seen that the last two runs into the postseason in twenty twenty. Uh, you're and ho- you're this hoping year. that you know some combination of. Say Ron Morejon, Groom, Baez, you know, someone. I've been hoping on a combination of Morejon and Baez for a decade, it feels like. <laughs> it for feels a like decade. Decade. the last two postseason but trips for the Padres. A decade ago, though, those guys were 13 years old. So. <laughs> well, still, but like, did. They're not old, though. They're not, no. like, they're not past their prime over the hill. You know, they still should be. Room for improvement and growth. We will guys. look forward to that, Greg. It, with six, you know, in six months with sunlight and water, it will bloom. We've been waiting for that Jerusalem, those Jerusalem, Jerusalem tulips Jerusalem. to bloom for seven years. It feels like at this point, I'm down to give all the guys a shot in spring training. That's what it's for. Somebody go out and earn that fifth and sixth spot. I don't know that the personnel is absolutely there right now. I just oh, don't know. We look forward to that, Greg. <laughs> hey, in six months, if, if with regular sunlight Actually, and water. Actually, the real gift is what's planted inside. in the soil. Yeah. The bulb of a Jerusalem tulip, Adrian which I was Moore told is one of the rarest and most beautiful flowers yeah. in existence. Yeah. Oh, right, right. Yeah. The, uh, the, right. The Jerusalem from the Jerusalem Tulipesius genus. Yes, yeah. yes. Okay. Anyway, uh, the guy said, uh, with regular watering, it should bloom in about six months. That's right. So. Oh, yeah. we'll look forward to that, Greg. <laughs> Kills me. It murders me. <laughs> he was supposed to be, you know, a, a florist. A, a flower <laughs> expert. Thank you for this pot of soil. Basically, is what he gave him as a gift. Greg was trying to do something very nice and thoughtful. <laughs> he really was. Didn't realize that it was all cover, he's, and he was actually he's in the a CIA. CIA. <laughs> It feels a little bit sometimes like some of these guys are a cover. Uh, we need a contestant for Take on Woods here. If you want to try to qualify for a getaway to Las Vegas, I have a new category as well. I won't tell Woods what it is, but i got something a little different today perhaps for you. Uh, call in now, 833-288-0973. We'll do our head-to-head musical trivia challenge here in just a couple of minutes. 833-288-0973. Uh, your chance to dial up and Paul will get you on the line uh, put you on hold there. Uh, speaking of local pitchers, did see that uh, Trevor Williams signed over the weekend. Did you have that one? No, that was new, right? That was new, Two yeah. Years. Two years with the Washington Nationals. Good for Trevor Williams. I, for some reason, it feels more like a sentence than a contract to have to go to the Nationals. For it two, really does. Two years. I mean, that's clearly not an organization that you would expect to be in any position to compete, especially look at that division. Mets, the Mets Braves, spending hundreds of millions. Phillies. The Braves, after a World Series title and you know 106 wins or whatever they had, 101 wins I think. Uh, you get the Phillies, the defending National League champions in that division, and the Marlins. You know, a, a team that you think is more on the rise than than the Nationals. Certainly, I mean that it feels like that's going to be a, a tough two seasons. You can't really turn down decent offers though if you can get them 
when you're in a position of Trevor Williams. I think for Trevor, too, uh, knowing his agent, like I do, I think for Trevor, he wanted the chance to start. I think he wanted to start, you know, and, and, and not be the swingman, bullpen-type guy. I think he was in New York, Benny, the guy that they would uh, that they would throw in for Jacob deGrom uh, when deGrom, you know, was under the weather or whatever. Paulie, Ben's been signaling you for like 15 minutes. Uh, so that's I, I think he wants a chance to take the ball every five days. And so he's obviously going to get that in Washington. Benny, don't think. Don't think for a second. He's basically pitching for three months. That's what he's doing in Washington. And then maybe get traded. 100%. As well, go yeah. to a contender somewhere else. Yeah, too. he's basically, it's a three-month, it's a 90-day sentence with Washington. You go out, you take the ball every fifth day, and you battle and grind and, and do all those things. He's going to end up, I would imagine, on a contender that needs, you know, now, at that point, they may he may be a swing man or a fifth or sixth guy, but I think uh, he's a guy I would have looked at uh, here, too. You know, hometown guy and... Um, you know, fan favorite kind of dude. I mean, beyond so. Radon, and I'm not saying the Padres aren't interested. Yeah. Uh, who else is even Lugo on, is on an interesting radar? name. Okay. Seth Lugo is a guy I keep hearing people talking about. 30, He's also a guy who's gone bullpen yep. and starting. 31 years mix. old. I mean, has been at times dominant in his career. Has, absolutely has been dominant. So um, I'd, I'd look at him, too. There's not too many guys I'm not going to take a look at or, or maybe a flyer on. Again, I remind you, it's not our cash. Uh, it's for the fifth starter, essentially. So not something that I'm going to— I gonna... told you when I called on Friday that Colonel Budget has retired. Yeah, yes, I, and I'm not going to you know, clutch my pearls over a, a fifth starter right now because just go up—you have the lineup that you need. You have the bullpen that you need. Everything's on paper. It looks pretty good. That fifth starter is not something I'm going to lose a lot of sleep uh, over. I need a left fielder, and I need a designated hitter at this point. That's what I'm looking for the most. I need a left fielder and a designated hitter. Fifth starter, sure. Sixth starter, absolutely. There's a ton of guys you can look at for dirt cheap. Ton. You want a lineup that has no weaknesses. Well, I, I mean, I don't need I don't need Azokar out in left field to start the season. You know, I, I don't. I you want Trent Grisham to be your worst offensive player yeah. with the potential of still being a, a decent offensive player if yeah. he bounces back. If he can figure it out, Ab- absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Sounds fair to me. All right, looks like we got some callers calling in. Time to get back to it. Let's get to some Take on Woods. It's time for Take on Woods. Take on Woods. Take on Woods. Brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. All right, it is back. After we were at the winter meetings last week, uh, we will invite a listener in to try to qualify uh, for a getaway to Las Vegas. we got Steve on the line. Good morning, Steve. How are you? Good morning. How are you, fellas? We're doing good. All right, uh, here's how it works. If you can beat Woods or tie him, you will qualify for a two-night stay at Resorts World Las Vegas and two tickets to David Blaine in spades at Resort Theater. You can go to AXS.com slash David Blaine in Vegas for tickets. Uh, So here are the categories you're choosing from. Uh, You named the band what? Uh, Bands with downright strange names. You've got For the Birds, uh, song titles with a different type of bird in each one, and our new mystery category. And here's how this would work, Steve. Pick the mystery category. The two-second song will then be the category for the rest of the answer. So if you get that two-second song, you'll have an idea of what we're looking for in the other four. So would you like you named the band what for the birds or mystery category, Steve? 
Oh, yeah, yeah. You guys are getting better and better all the time with <laughs> song stuff. I'm telling you. Um, let's try For the Birds. What the heck? All right, For the Birds. All right, each song title today is going to feature a different type of bird. You'll have 60 seconds to get as many of the five as you can. Pass if you don't know one. Come back to it if there's time left on the clock. Start with that two-second song. You'll need to identify both the title and the artist to score that one. And then when you're done, we'll bring in Wood. So, Steve, you ready? Ready and ready. All right, 60 seconds on the clock. Your time begins when Paul plays our music. The category for the birds. Good luck, Steve. Let's take on Woods. Uh, Steve Miller band, Fly Like an Eagle. Correct. Which song from the Beatles' White Album features the line, Take these broken wings and learn to fly? Um, in 1972, a young Michael Jackson recorded a successful cover version of which 1958 Bobby Day standard? Rock and Robin? Correct. Which iconic lead single from Prince's Purple Rain album once again hit the top ten of the charts following his death in 2016? When Doves Cry. Correct. Which song written for his daughter about the pain of divorce scored Eminem a 2005 Grammy nomination? Oh, wow. Uh, pass. Go back to Which the song from the Beatles' White Album features the line, Take these broken wings and learn to fly? Little Bluebird, something like that? Oh, so close. It's, uh, it's not. It's Blackbird. And Mockingbird was the Eminem song. You got the other three. Three points, Fly Like an Eagle by Steve Miller Band, Rockin' Robin, and when doves cry. So hang on the line, Steve. That's a three score. Let's see if we can get Woods' attention. Yeah, come on back in, Woodsy. All right, we'll reset our two-second song on our 60 seconds for Woods. Steve's score is locked in. You don't get the category. That's your disadvantage. Nobody ever gives seconds. me the category anymore. Back, I don't really ask. People have to, like, <laughs> jump in and say, I, I'll I play want a fair. challenge. Yeah. Okay. Because usually they say no, so it seems like a waste of time. But they always have that <laughs> option if they really want to go head-to-head against you. All right. All right, 60 seconds on the clock. Your time begins when Paul plays the music. Good luck, Woods. Let's take on Steve. That's uh, Fly Like an Eagle, Steve Miller. Correct. Which song from the Beatles' White Album features the line, Take these broken wings and learn to fly? Blackbird. Correct. In 1972, a young Michael Jackson recorded a successful cover version of which 1958 Bobby Day standard? Uh, pass. Which iconic lead single from Prince's Purple Rain album once again hit the top ten of the charts? When Doves Cry. Correct. Which song written for his daughter about the pain of divorce scored Eminem a 2005 Grammy nomination? Uh, what? Come on. It's obviously something bird related. Fly like a bird. <laughs> Incorrect. In 1972, a young Michael Jackson recorded a successful cover version of which 1958 Bobby Day standard? Tweety Bird. Ooh, no. Three, and that is a loss. High. A tie. Three, three. Steve, what congratulations. The, the two you missed are going to... For the birds, you got Fly Like an Eagle, Blackbird, and When Doves Cry. Rockin' Robin was uh, Michael Jackson's song. Okay. And Mockingbird by Eminem. Well, if I know it. Really? Woods is not familiar with Mockingbird. Steve, congratulations. Hang on the line. Paulie will get your info, and we start the week with a tie, which goes to the contestants. Correct. On Take on Woods. Congratulations. I feel unsatisfied after a week <laughs> off 
coming out and getting a tie. <laughs> this song kicks so much ass, though. It's not even funny. It's dirty. He's just the filthiest. Love him. Yeah, don't do this. Uh, coming up next. Well, hot water for a college basketball coach. I oh just my saw you heard that story. Dude. How about that one? That's a big name in the college basketball world as well. Don't worry. It's not Brian Dutcher. Is that Dutch her? would never. Ne- I can say confidently, this would uh, never happen to never. Brian Dutcher. Ever. Senior Grubbies in downtown Carlsbad and Oceanside. Check out their daily happy hour from 3 to 6. Hashtag Eat Grubbies and EatGrubbies.com. And we'll be back after a little wind doves cry and traffic from Kelly Danik. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Don't do this. It's time for Don't Do This. What were you thinking? Three stories from the world of sports that make us all shake our heads. Why? <laughs> How many times do I have to tell you? Oh, I'm sorry, I fudged up, guys. You idiot. You moron. You're a dumbass. The apple sometimes does far fall from the tree. Don't do this. Do not tweet that. With Ben and Woods. I like a Nickelback song or two. On 97.3 The Fan. All right, uh, instead of uh, two don't do thises and one do do this in honor of the holiday season, let's flip the ratio. Yeah. I know you've got a, a don't do this kind of gnarly story Just that's new up. this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we'll get to some uh, more positive stuff. Pretty big name in college basketball, guys. Head coach of the Texas Longhorns, head basketball coach, Chris Beard. Huge name. Is in jail this morning. After officials say he committed an assault on one of his family members. Not sure whom, 
But according to records, he was booked into Travis County, Texas, Monday at 2.18 a.m. on a charge of felony assault on family household member impede breath circulation. That sounds like he tried to choke someone in his home out. Uh, Cops were called to his residence at 12.15 for a disturbance. He was arrested a short time later. No further details. Texas Uh, uh, just released a statement. The university is aware of the situation regarding Chris Beard. We are continuing to gather information and monitoring the legal situation. That's... I mean, obviously, my mind goes to one spot, and that's domestic. It's a domestic situation. Could be a son. I don't know if he has kids. Could be he tried to choke his kid out or something. I have no idea. But the, the Aunt Millie, we don't know. Yeah, Aunt Millie choked her out at midnight, and I just, I mean, bro, if that's you know, if that's the truth, if that's what really happened, you're toast, right? Like, makes you, you feel happy that we've got uh, Brian Dutcher here. Yeah. He's- Never pictured Dutch in jail. Never. I could not picture Brian Dutch. You know, we need to play Has Dutch Ever if we ever get a chance. (laughs) Would he he do it? Would he play that? I doubt it. I doubt it. Would Bob ever? I would do that game with Bob Melvin. We should catch up with Brian Dutch here. Yeah, it'd be great. Well, he's got some work to do. Yeah, uh, he does. Team that can't shoot. That could kind of be a don't do this. Just on the aside, and we can talk about the Aztecs later. I'm starting to wonder. I always thought... You did it. You did it. This is your fault, by the way. I always thought that, this. that, hey, you know, they're, they're a defensive-minded team, and they don't necessarily recruit for shooting. They recruit guys who will play hard defense. So they've given up a little bit offensively over the years. This team, though, literally has good shooters. And now they're not shooting well. And I wonder, is there something about just the way they play, that they work so hard on defense that they're... They're too tired to make shots at, at some point in the season. What happened to these guys that I saw draining everything the first couple of weeks of the year? They've just, like, forgotten how to put the ball in the basket. Maybe that trip to Hawaii. Frustrating. Throws you off. Another game you would tonight. know. They I mean, as da- somebody that... Dangerous <laughs> game tonight. As somebody that's in Hawaii every other week, you've been a little it more run more down. Than, than you think. It really is. Paradise... <laughs> Your voice is its thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Your voice is gone all the time now. You're coughing incessantly. They have a dangerous game tonight. Who's tonight? Kennesaw State. The team is not very well thought of in the metrics, but has a six and three record. Challenged a couple of decent teams late. Well, Saint Mary could uh, lose this game. The Aztecs were the uh, Saint Mary's was what seven and three. That was the only ranked team they beat though was the Aztecs so far this season. Yeah, but their metrics are. I mean, they're number eight in the in the Bart Torvik metric rankings in the country. Saint Mary's is good. The Bart Torvik. Yeah, it's the and Ken Palm. They're like twenty two. Are those I mean, are those people? Is Ken Palm a guy? Ken Palmer is Bart a guy. Torvik yes. a guy? <laughs> these are these are actual these oh. are men men who do college rankings that people look at actually. Well, in the Fred Williamson, <laughs> I've got him way down. <laughs> you can't just make stuff up. <laughs> dude. Not making it up. The real computer ranking <laughs> metrics. Don't make stuff up, Woods. Bart Torvik. <laughs> Who are, the rank. Who, the are Torvik, Torvik. Who are you? Who are you? Bart Torvik T rank. Ken Pomeroy computer rankings. None matter. None, none of this matters. All right. until you know March. what? Let's get to some good stuff. Oh, okay, so I think we're talking. Mega doo We were talking last week. You know, Paulie's been selling us on the soccer. Yeah. Soccer. I love soccer. I've been going to games for years. Go see all the goals, right? I mean, you know, it's not like a World Cup game. We literally said in Paulie's spot, <laughs> yeah. hey, this is not like the World Cup. <laughs> 
where, you know, this is low scoring. This is like, you, you might get a 9-8, a 12-10. Yeah, I, I, think, I think their opener, so they went on the road on Saturday, I think, and they won, I don't know, it was like 9-6 or yeah. something. You know, and then, but then 15 again, goals. Yesterday was the home opener against the Empire Strikers at Changa Arena. The uh, the Sockers got on the board right away, one nothing on a Brandon Escoto goal. And then never scored again. That's amazing. One goal. It's like, well, how many did you lose by? It was like 12-1. to 1. Uh-uh. They only gave up one goal the entire game. It was a indoor soccer World Cup game. That's one, unreal. 1-1, one, one, but, you know, they do go to sudden death overtime, and whenever there's a sudden death oh, overtime soccer game, you know what's coming on Monday. You know what's coming. Wind up our friend Craig Elston Woo! on the call. So good. And you wait for something magical to happen, and uh, about four and a half minutes into overtime, it did. Game that won't end. Will Serta end it? Here comes Cesar Serta. Cesar Serta scores! He ends it! And he sends the soccer's home happy! As Capitan Cesar Serta! El Orgullo de Castillo! Degolazo! Soccer's win! It's so good. I heard a rumor years ago. Years ago. And I've been friends with Craig a long time. And I don't know that he's ever confirmed this to me. After he came and watched me perform at a Seals game in the the booth, in the penalty box, banging on the glass, screaming into the mic, I think he said to our mutual friend, I would like Woodsy to do PA for us, but I think he's too energetic. <laughs> Which, for me, is, hello, pot. It's the kettle calling. You're black, <laughs> Craig. Like, that's the... And I love that. I mean, that's... I want that from my announcer. Craig absolutely knocked it out of the park. Maybe PA is different than play-by-play. Perhaps. Uh, but but I thought that and was... And that was a game-ending, game-winning, yeah. golden goal. Golden goal. Uh, and we'll stay in, in audio for this. I got over the weekend, clicked on it. Guy sent it to my DMs and then put it on Twitter. Guy by the name of James Kincaid. Clearly a, uh, a tier one. James Kincaid uh, is his Twitter... It says, have Michael travel, work in the NBA Warriors pro and pro wrestling. Commentator for WC Pro Official, United Wrestling, and Circle Six Co. So he's um, he does, you know, what what we do, PA and whatnot, and announcing. And uh, this dude was calling a wrestling match and decided he was going to drop in some Ben and Woods folklore into his call. It made my day. Check this out. And destiny awaits! Are yes! you kidding me? He DM me. He goes, I had to put some Ben and Woods in. Oh my God! Buckle up, because Starboy Charlie has just blessed the mood at King of Indies. It's unbelievable. Can I love him this. Up for a power bomb here. Oh, neck first over the top rope. Net first. Oh, there's the DDT. Ace Perry just blessed the mood. With Amazing. That DDT. I, mean, it's now. I love this. He's good, too. He's really good. Very <laughs> solid. We need to get him up to the you know the, the top ranks. Oh, yeah. I've told, uh, you know, our buddy Max that was the showrunner for Dave. I have told him, you know, you will have, he has carte blanche anyway. I said, but, man, you will have our hearts 
if you could work in to one of your shows some Ben and Woods lore. Do the show, bitch. Bless the mood. So one of our catchphrases, um, and he has said he will he will do it, uh, which will be that would be a trip to see one of our our phrases on network television. You imagine? I can't even imagine. Dave a cable screaming at Gata. Yeah, do the show, Come bitch. On. I don't care. Just do the show, bitch. Would be amazing. I would lose my. Mind. It would be it would be incredible. Any <laughs> one of Ben's drops would be phenomenal for it. And that's don't and a double dose of do do this for a Monday. That was Don't Do This with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. All right, when we come back, trying to get to know Xander Bogarts, the newest Padre, a little bit better from someone who's been covering him closely uh, the past few years. Red Sox beat writer for the Boston Globe, Pete Abraham, uh, going to join us, and we can talk about what the Red Sox have been doing and not doing as well. Uh, that'll be up next on Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Back to Ben and Woods, 7.39. It is Monday morning. Uh, still uh, slightly in shock over the Padres signing of Xander Bogarts, yet not. It's it's that weird, nothing surprises you, but everything still surprises yeah, you true. feeling. That's a good way to put it. I wonder how they're feeling in Boston. Let's go right out to our premier show of, of Carl's Bad Fan Hotline. Uh, he was actually uh, here covering the press conference with Xander Bogarts Friday uh, Pete Abraham covers the Red Sox for the Boston Globe. Joins us right now here on Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. Pete, you got name-checked by Xander in that press. That's, you're the Pete they were ta- he was talking to, yeah? Yeah, I, I've known him uh, since his, let me try to think now, 2012, the year before he got called up to the big leagues. Uh, I remember him coming to, coming to spring training for the first time wearing number 72. Wow. Uh, not, you know, kind of being one of the... Young guys trying to make an impression before going back to minor league camp. And he sure did. Then he helped him in the World Series the next year. I thought he was talking about Peter Seidler. I go, I've never heard anyone call Peter Seidler Pete. No, because he said Mr. Seidler at the gym. Yes. And then he goes, hey, there's Pete. I've known you a long time. Uh, yeah, now that's I get Pete it. Abraham. talking about Pete Abraham. Well, we are, you know, we, when the news came down, you know, doing morning radio, Pete, we got, you got to get up early. And I got the news at about 9.30. So I was done. I was up till 1 o'clock in the morning reading and retweeting and scrolling, and and it kind of ruined my Thursday, to be honest. But I was obviously very happy when you get a, a, a person, from what I understand, uh, the player we can get into, but I want to talk about the person that is Xander Bogarts, and he certainly impressed us and a lot of our fan base uh, with his day one press conference. Yeah, you know, I've been doing this and covering the big leagues for about 22 years, and he's, I think, maybe not far and away, but certainly one of the top two or three guys 
I've covered, not in terms of ability, although he's certainly high in that scale, but just being a good guy and understanding that the people around him, whether they work for the team or the clubbies or the media, whoever it may be, everybody's got a job to do. We're all kind of there for the same reason. Uh, if the Red Sox win by 10, lose by 10, he's the same guy. Um, he's somebody, and I haven't seen this before, but when he comes into a room, he'll kind of walk around and, you know, shake your hand, pat you on the back, tap you on the shoulder, just to kind of let you know he's there if you need him, if there's something you want to talk to him about. And a lot of people in the Red Sox organization were devastated by this news because of how much they like that kid. You know, I'm always a little skeptical when I see someone leave uh, an organization going, well, if, I mean, he was that good, wouldn't their team have re-signed him? But, you know, Mookie Betts first uh, goes to the Dodgers, now now Xander Bogarts. What happened, you know, with the Boston Red Sox? Are they just not understanding the value of players and they're not making a, a, enough of an effort to extend these guys when the when the possibility exists? What's your read there, Pete? Yeah, well, as we've been writing for the last couple of days, they, they really screwed this up. It goes back to... Uh, the beginning of last season, he had he had signed what was a team-friendly extension after the World Series in 2018. He had a chance to become a free agent. Uh, he told Scott Boris he wanted to stay in Boston. Uh, that you know, come up come up with a deal that I can accept, and we'll go from there. And they did right at the beginning of the 2019 season. And Scott thought the deal was was almost too team-friendly for the Red Sox, and he insisted on putting in an opt-out clause because he thought that the shortstop market would get higher and that, you know, Xander needed to be in a position to take advantage of that, which is exactly what happened. So they, they knew the opt-out was coming up and that other shortstops had signed for big contracts and that they were going to have to figure out a way to take care of Xander. They had a long time to do it. They, they, they had all of spring training. They had all of the season. They had all of October when, uh, you know, he was only eligible to talk to them. And they were never able to get it done. And the, the best offer they made in spring training was to add only one more year to his contract, that he wouldn't opt out, he would keep the final three years, and they would add one more year. And that was maybe one of the few times I saw Xander at a press conference when he was upset. And somebody asked him, you know, what, what ended up happening with the extension talks, because they wanted to end them uh, once opening day hit. Sure. And he just shook his head and said, I don't want to talk about it. It's just, you know, it was discouraging to him. And... He indicated several times during the season he was ready to talk, and they never really approached him with a good offer. And once he got to spring, once he got to free agency, he found out how much other teams liked him. And and we're talking to uh, Pete Abraham here. He writes for the Boston Globe and covering the Red Sox a long, long time. What is the what is the plan? What is the mood around the Red Sox right now? They they've added some pieces. Certainly, they've spent a little money. Um, you know, they they got the the outfielder. Uh, from Japan, they've they've added a couple of guys, but Kenley Jansen, yeah, Kenley Jansen. What what is the plan uh, right now? Because I, my friends that are Red Sox fans, they're devastated losing this guy. They were devastated losing Mookie. Yeah, nobody really seems to understand the plan because they they were so far off on Xander's value. Uh, there were three or four other teams that made much higher offers. Obviously, the Padres being the the, the leading one, and then the Japanese outfield that they signed. Their offer was so much more than every other team uh, that Scott Boris, who also represents him, he had 45 days to get that guy signed with the posting window. That's how it works with with players who come from Japan. And usually agents will wait the 45 days because they want to drum up the value of the player and give the player a chance to meet other teams and in person, all that sort of stuff. He shut down the bidding five (laughs) hours into the process because the Red Sox were so far ahead of everybody else. So either the Red Sox are 
super confident in what they're doing, or they've they've gotten some things that you know might be seriously wrong, and, and they're going to pay for it. But you know, I guess we'll see how that all shakes out. But but yeah, fans here are confused and angry and, and wondering where they're going. Pete, it was so weird when they made that signing. People were tweeting like. Was there tampering going on? Because nobody, nobody from Japan ever, ever signs that quickly. This felt like an NBA LeBron 1201 deal uh, that went down. Uh, yeah. I mean, when the Red Sox signed Daisuke Matsuzaka back in the day, uh, they literally, it came down to like the final minutes of his, the window that he was eligible to sign. And they were like, had officials standing in like Scott Boris's, uh, you know, uh, parking lot in Newport Beach waiting to get it done. That's how close it was. And this thing was like, you know, you, you read in the morning that uh, Yoshida has, you know, has posted and our teams now have 45 days to sign him. Then five hours later, Jeff Pass is tweeting, the Red Sox has signed Yoshida. And we're all like, that's impossible. But it was true. Now, maybe the Red Sox, you know, know a lot more about this guy. Maybe they did their research better than everybody else. Maybe he's, you know, Japanese Dustin Pedroia and he's going to hit 330. Uh, but if he's not, and, and they use that $90 million, and they could have signed Xander Bogarts with it, then th- there's going to be a lot of questions that are asked. If I was a general manager, and I'm talking to Scott Boris, and I go, well, our first offer is five years, $90 million. Sold. So sold. <laughs> there, there's yeah, like a right. pit in yeah. my stomach. I'm a wreck. Oh, I'm a wreck. What did I just what did I do? do? What did I do? Uh, speaking yeah. of Kyle Bloom, the general manager, there was also a report, we talked about it earlier, that when he saw the, the Xander Bogarts news, news. come down yeah. that – there was like a visible reaction. Now, there's been some pushback on that. Did you get any any reporting on that story? Yeah, that was our story. One of my colleagues, Julian McWilliams, who happened to be on the same plane as Hyam. But then a couple days later, Hyam said, well, we, we knew it was coming down because, uh, you know, it, he wasn't negotiating with us anymore and that we, we knew that he would go to another team. Maybe he was shocked that it ended up being $280 million because yeah. that was, you know, nine figures less than what the Red Sox had him valued at. So maybe that's what it was. Um, you know, maybe he, you know, the, the the events of the last couple of days had kind of sunk in that, you know, they've gotten rid of, in his watch, they've gotten rid of Mookie Betts and Andrew Benintendi. And, uh, you know, now Xander Bogarts, three guys who Red Sox fans thought were going to be cornerstones for years to come. And basically they've gotten not much back for any of those guys. They, they're going to get a draft pick back for Xander. And the guys they got back for Benintendi, they've, they've released a couple of them already. And the only good player they got back from Mookie Betts is Alex Verdugo, who's, you know, I guess like a league average, you know, a little bit better yeah. outfielder. So uh, that's not a lot of return for three guys who won you the World Series. Oh, my God. Talking to Pete Abraham, Red Sox beat writer for the Boston Globe. All right, so we talked about the person. We loved what he said. You know, he's a, he's a baseball rat, loves, you know, goes home after games and watches baseball and was talking all sorts of, you know, he knew knew things that had happened here, you know, that, that typically – uh, guys don't know. You know, he's talking about Josh Hader's struggles early, and then he figured it out in the postseason. Seemingly uh, a big baseball fan. Tell us about the player. You know what we can expect from Xander Bogarts on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, well, you can expect good effort. He he shows up every day. He he, he plays unless it's a real, you know, an injury that he can't play with. He plays, and he's averaged you know well over 155 games a year, and he understands. Uh, he understood last year that he needed to start getting better at shortstop, that, he, you know, he was getting older. He had to do things differently in terms of his pregame routine. The Red Sox coaches worked with him about, you know, how he's going to warm up for games, the different things that he needs to do. And his defense got a lot better. Um, he's, he'd always been like a league average defender, which was just fine because of how well he hit. Yeah. 
Uh, but last year, he, you know, his, his outs above average went way up. His defensive runs saved went way up. Um, and he became, you know, he's certainly not the best shortstop defensively in, in baseball, but he moved into the you know, upper half, which, which for him was very good. And offensively, he's, he's a good player. He can hit for power. He understands when there's a guy on third uh, and two outs, you know, he wants to poke the ball in the right field, get an opposite field single, drive the run in. He, he's a winning player. He's not a guy concerned about his own stats. He's concerned about his team winning the game at the end of the day. Oh, you love to see that, man. That's it's kind of guy. I think, frankly, I don't want to say we've been missing it here, but I I think that's just a whole different different type of uh, of player here to this lineup. And you know, by all accounts, if everybody's healthy, Pete, you know, those first four guys in this lineup here uh, a few weeks into the season are going to be pretty tough to get by. Where do you see him hitting for the San Diego Padres? He your he your three hole guy? Is he your two? What do you where do you, where did he usually yeah, hit in Boston? Just, I, I saw one projection that had him hitting cleanup, which that was something he almost never did in Boston. So, um, yeah, he's he's hit second or third in Boston for the most part uh, because he's a guy who gets on base at a high clip and, uh, you know, he's he, he moves runners along and he runs pretty well himself. He's not a base stealer, but he's the kind of guy who runs well situationally. So I would think if, you know, if you had Manny behind him and, uh, you know, they're going to score a lot of runs, I think, for sure. Um, the other part that will be interesting is he knows – eventually he's going to have to come off a, off a shortstop yeah, that he's not going to play shortstop for, you know, 11 years in his career. And he's talked about that and he understands eventually that's what's going to have to happen. He doesn't want it to happen anytime soon, but th- there will be a point I think where he'll acknowledge, you know, Hey, it's time for me to play third base or it's time for me to play, you know, second or first or whatever it may be. And they'll figure that out at the time. You know, he, that's not something I don't think he's going to play. Well, Pete, uh, we really appreciate the insight from someone who's watched him up close and, and talked to him over the years and, we're looking forward to Xander Bogarts, and uh, we'll see what happens with the Red Sox in the future. But thanks for your time this morning. Yeah, you bet. Great stuff, Pete. Thank Pete you. Abraham, uh, Boston Globe, covering the Boston Red Sox and our Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. And with Xander Bogarts, a potentially historic Padres lineup, I'll have a stat that blew my mind for you after this check of traffic on 97.3 The Fan. And this hour on The Fan brought to you by Pfizer. When temperatures drop, COVID-19 cases may rise. So if you test positive and are at high risk, act fast even if your symptoms feel mild. Ask your provider if an authorized oral treatment could be right for you. Visit TreatCOVID19.com. I got this one from our friend David Schoenfield from ESPN. Manny Machado, Juan Soto, Fernando Tatis Jr., and Xander Bogarts. Um... Let's see, last full season for Tatis, he was a 6.64 player. Manny Machado, 6.8 last year, career best, 7.5. Juan Soto, down year, was a 5.6 war player. His best is 7.1. And Xander Bogarts last year was a 5.8. Uh, his career high is 6.3. So if they all had good seasons, like, you know, at or slightly better than career average, all four of them at the same time, the Padres could have four players over six war in their lineup at the same time. Sir. Did you know there's only been one team in history with four six war players in their lineup? Take a guess. The 1927 Yankees. Murderers Row. Murderers Row. The oh only God. team in baseball history <laughs> with four six war players. And the Padres don't have to do anything crazy. They just need guys to stay healthy and yeah. have... Good, good, regular good, kind of seasons for them. Do you, basically. They could match the 27 Yankees when it comes to the top four in the lineup. 
How about that? Mamacita. That gets, How about that? That gets me pretty excited. Pretty, pretty, pretty excited. Now, you said you needed a left field. Now, Tatis, presumably, is your left fielder, or do you switch and make him the right fielder and put Soto in left field? You're not worrying about it. You can wait and see what happens he, in he, spring training. You know, I said also said we need a DH. He may be my DH for a while. You know, if, just depending on on his health and what he is is comfortable doing, and and him him being in the lineup is the most important thing I think for this team to go. Uh, yeah, certainly, certainly defensively, he can can be a wizard at shortstop. We've seen some wizard esque plays from him. I you, you sign Xander Bogarts, he's going to be your shortstop now. For at least a couple of years, every you know, don't forget, Tatis is very, very young, very, very I young. I think Tatis can be an electric outfielder. I, I too. do too. I think he can absolutely and track maybe, everything, big arm, the whole thing. You know, maybe you bring back a jerks and profile. Uh, profile, he goes to the left, and Soto DHs more because I think Tatis can be a better defensive right fielder than Cadillac, Soto. Cadillac problems, <laughs> no uh, kidding, as a like crazy Cadillac problems for the Which San Diego Padres. All star, all MLB caliber shortstop that we want today. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm fine. You know, Jake sliding over to first is is. You know what? No one's asked yet. No one. Not one. I've not seen one person go. How's Hassan Kim feeling with this signing? How's he feeling? Uh, every, everything's about Tatis. I think for good reason. He's just yeah. Yeah, I mean, he played a lot of second he base did. in his yeah. first season. Yeah, the but he's damn near. I think it's worth a conversation. I think it's worth a conversation. I mean, does AJ Preller talk to? Guys like Kim and Tatis or does he before just he make goes and makes these moves. moves. He said he called Manny and he talked to Manny. Manny said, quote, the more the merrier, which is so Manny and just fantastic. Well, we'll come back more Ben and Woods. Got Ben and Woods wrapped. Our look back from favorite moments of the year. All ahead on 97.3 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.